You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, the Cowboys have wrapped up week three of the preseason. And now we are about, what, less than two weeks away from the Cowboys opening up the season against the Giants. It's hard to believe we're already at this point, isn't it? It's it's nuts. I mean, we we say this. I feel like at the beginning of every episode, but um, yeah, it's and and I gotta say, like I I feel a level of uh, confidence and and, and uh, optimism about the way the, the, this dress rehearsal ended. And and since we're kind of running out of time, I'm I'm running out of things to to feel negative about. I guess we could always talk about contracts. Well, can't we? I mean, if you ever need somebody to be negative, you just let me know. Hey, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm I, I say, here. I, I've got you. I've got you good there. So you got me covered. Oh, that's good. That's good. Thank God you're here. I mean, I guess I guess it could be worse. I guess our quarterback could up and retire in the like two weeks before the season starts. I mean, that that certainly can happen. We've seen that happen. What uh, a couple of days ago? Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's. But yeah, just checking my watch. Yeah, a couple days ago. Yeah, <laughs> seems like forever ago. Um, so coming up on today's show, we are going to kind of slightly review the Cowboys preseason game against the Texans. Uh, we're not going to spend a ton of time on it, but instead we're going to talk about the the Cowboys 53 man roster as we stand today on uh, August 26. Uh, certainly things are going to change over the next couple of days. We might even see some trades. We last year I remember the Cowboys traded uh, Traverius Ward, the cornerback, for uh, an offensive lineman. Uh, you might see some of that kind of stuff. You may see some movement, uh, but we're going to try to talk about what we're kind of where we're at right now with the Cowboys roster. Yeah. Um, just kind of quickly recapping the Cowboys Texans game. Cowboys won thirty-four to nothing. Uh, the Texans couldn't block anybody all night, and that's basically why the Cowboys dominated. Uh, anything else we need to throw in there? No, I mean I think it's this is just a good this is after this the the rehearsal game it, it's kind of this is when I start feeling the itch to start discussing the 53 man roster. I know some people discuss it before then, but I think now that we've gotten the uh, as much as information I think as we're going to get at this point uh, this is probably the best time to at least start this. It is. It is. It's a conversation because it kind of, you know, you, you, it's silly to release a 53-man roster because the news changes seemingly every day up until you know the season starts. So, really, this is just kind of okay. This is my template. Uh, you know, I think I feel, and I'm sure the Cowboys feel this way. I feel good about you know 47 to 48 of these guys i think there's five or six of these guys that i could be on the team maybe not be on the team maybe replaced by such such and such but i think this is a good way to discuss what happened in the game because you know it's all of what happens in that game is about making this 53 man roster so this is kind of a, a way of discussing the results without discussing the results all right let's go ahead and kind of break down some of our rosters um we'll start with quarterbacks uh, on my initial roster right now, I have just two, Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. Uh, I thought both played really well against the Texans. Prescott looked confident after the first drive. I uh, was making plays with his leg. He was getting rid of the ball quickly. Uh, and Cooper Rush was good. I, I think there was some people going into this offseason 
that were hoping uh, Mike White would maybe challenge Cooper Rush for that job. Um, I don't even think it's, it's not even a discussion at this point. I, I'm pretty sure it's not even a discussion as to if Mike White's going to be on the roster. It, it's it's Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott. Any other questions about that one? No, and in, in fact, it's it's to the point now where I mean I'm I'm against them going out to even look for a veteran quarterback. Like I, I feel so good about Cooper Rush now that I, I like let's 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 ride that another year. I, I wouldn't be surprised if next year if he improved even more and, and maybe becomes I don't know, like a tradable asset even. I, I just I, agree. I feel like he's really taken a big step forward in a way that we kind of uh you know it, we, we envisioned maybe that he would take last year. Uh, but I think you know, I'm really I'm really happy with uh, with his progress this year and what he's done. All right, let's go ahead and move on to running backs. Mine might be a little different. Uh, I'm keeping four backs with Tony Pollard, Jordan Chun, Alfred Morris, and Jameez Olawale. Uh Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott has not reported to camp yet. Uh, he's obviously going to be on the 53-man roster, but assuming he's not there by Saturday, which I think is the day they have to make that, make their final cuts, those are the four guys that I have. Who do you have right now, Landon? I have uh, everyone the same except for Zeke. Uh, I just think that you know, if with the wide receiver group the way I've got it, and I think likely based on this the way you probably have it too, um, I think that you kind of needed that last bottom of the guy roster of the running back player to be a a pretty good special teams player, Uh, and I think there isn't a lot of daylight between Jordan Chun, the runner, and the rest of Uh those guys. Uh, I think if Zeke's not on the team, it's obvious Alfred Morris is that other guy. So do you have have Alfred on your roster right now? No, okay. I don't. Because, but I have Zeke, and I and I think that is really, and I've said that as much as well. If Zeke is not here week one, go ahead and just put in Morris in his spot and that, give me that same group, because uh, I, I think, you know, I I, I think Zeke Morris's money is so low that even the guaranteed contract vet contract in week one is not a big deal for me. Just take it, guarantee the money. It's worth it just for him. But even if he has to play week one, they cut him, and then uh, and then go uh, with with the group that I've got. All right, moving on to wide receivers. Uh, this is one that we kind of discussed all offseason. We've kind of been sliding some of the guys' names in and out at the bottom of the roster. Uh, but I'm keeping six as of right now, and it's Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb, Tavon Austin, Devin Smith, and Cedric Wilson. Uh, I think Noah Brown is going to be a PUP candidate who comes back maybe after six weeks. And then I have John Bea Johnson on my practice squad. Do you have any any different thoughts there? That's exactly what I've okay. got. And I, and I think it's – I mean, it's pretty clear that you know, we went into the game thinking – and we, we should talk about their games a little bit here. We went into the game very closely watching Cedric Wilson – uh, and Smith and John Vea Johnson because it felt like those three guys had kind of limp, made themselves all in in the in the the conversation right and and now it's like okay well what how does it actually shake out honestly I, the way Smith and Cedric Wilson went back and forth like it was almost like watching a prize fight I mean they just one would throw a punch and then another one throw a punch and each of them played exceptionally well. I think we keep both of them, you know, and just see what happens when Noah Brown comes back. Uh, I, I think at this point they've both earned spots. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, because they're not undrafted free agent rookies, both of them, I mean, Wilson's not played in the NFL. He doesn't have any experience, but he has a year in the offseason mm-hmm. program, which makes him stronger. I think he's more able to, to withstand the kind of beating that training camp of the season is. I think both of these guys have better prospects as your fifth and sixth receiver than you probably even had for a uh, hope for John Vea Johnson or any one of those guys because I just think these these young guys, even the ones we thought wouldn't, they always end up hitting a rookie wall, and it, especially when they're competing in, in difficult training camps, uh, they they shine, 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 and then suddenly it's just like their play just drops off. And, and really quickly on the receivers, <clears throat> Michael Gallup just continues to impress in the preseason. Oh my gosh! Uh, caught the touchdown, uh, was open on two other passes on the first drive of the game. Uh, Prescott just missed them. One was like a miscommunication. Um, and then he had another uh, another touchdown that was called back to a holding. Uh, Gallup is just really, really becoming a, a fine number two receiver. When was the last time you felt this good about your number two receiver? Ooh, uh, well, it's been. If you think about it, it's been a while because for a long time you've had Terrence Williams as your number two receiver, and you can know, who's solid, right. right? But but I mean, I I feel like Gallup with in the absence of Cooper could give you a much better look as a wide receiver one. You know, substitute than almost any other backup wide receiver we've had in a long time. Probably talking about Miles Austin in like 2011, right? When you have maybe Dez and yeah. Miles. I mean, it's it's been a while. Um, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Blue Chew, and we'll be right back to talk about the tight ends. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence that you need. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready for whenever an opportunity arises. BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit. No waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free right now. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, Layden, let's go ahead and talk about the tight ends. I think this one's pretty cut and dry. Uh, Jason yeah. Witten, Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz. Uh, we saw a little bit of Jason Witten on Thursday. Didn't see Jarwin and Schultz. Uh, I'm assuming the names are the same. Are you worried about any of those three guys not being there uh, when the Cowboys take no. on the Giants? No, I think that I think. Well, I mean, as far as injuries, I, I may have a little bit of concern with Schultz just because I don't really have a good handle on exactly what the injury is. Um, it sounds like Jarwin is, uh, for the most part, okay and should be okay for Week One. Um, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think the, the list is not surprising. I think uh, if the question really to me has always been, would the Cowboys only keep three tight ends? I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. and, and if that's the case, I mean, it's 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 not shocking or surprising that it would be this three with the idea of Cody McElroy uh, making it to the practice. Is, is there a chance that the tight end is a spot that they kind of 
you know, look at in terms of waivers sure. and maybe absolutely. I, I think so. I mean, I think I think it's I, I think the question is still in the air, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether they'll keep a fourth tight end or not, because um, I, I I think it's absolutely possible that we see the you know some tight end get cut in these next few days and then get signed by the Cowboys or they make a slight trade for a guy that they like, especially if if Schultz is uh, you know going to be injured for. A couple weeks. We don't. We, if, if 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 his injury is more serious than we know, it would it would make some sense for them to add a fourth tight end just to kind of stabilize the position, especially if they can get some talent there. All right, moving on to the offensive line. This is one we might have a little bit of some differences of opinion. Uh, I have nine on my roster with Tyron Smith, Connor Williams, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, Lyle Collins. Those are your starters. Uh, Connor McGovern, I threw on there. Though I think there's a chance he could be a PUP candidate because I don't believe he's practiced yet. Uh, but is he on PUP currently, or is he on NFI? See, that's the thing is that I I don't know that he can be put on PUP unless he's been on PUP in training camp, right? That's a good question. We're gonna have to find that one out. We'll, I, I'm pretty sure that that's okay. right. So what what I what I'm not a hundred percent sure of is whether or not he is currently on PUP. Okay. So it, 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 if you know, go ahead and go through your list, and while Let's you start. do that, I'll look up real quick. Uh, so. Obviously, the starting offensive lineman against Smith, Williams, Frederick, Martin, Collins. I have McGovern, Fleming, Looney. And the last but is tricky. Is it Adam Redman or is it Xavier Suofilo? Uh, I threw Suofilo on there just because he has a little bit of a starting experience. And with Connor, you know, McGovern not being 100% healthy, I wanted to have a veteran there. I threw Xavier Suofilo. Uh, who do you have for your offensive lineman, Landon? All right, two things. One, he is not listed as being on PUP, so I don't know that he is eligible okay. for PUP. Um, uh, I, and that's kind of what my brain was at too when I made my list. Uh, and I think we may have the same list because I also kept nine, uh, and it was Smith, Williams, Frederick, Martin, Collins, Looney, Fleming, McGovern, and, and XFF. Okay. I, I I feel like I wanted to add in another tackle there. Part of me wanted to think about putting in Brandon Knight in the here. Squad. That's fine. Yeah, I think I agree there, and I I just know I, I mean if, if there's a mechanism for putting McGovern on a list that we're not aware of, I would not at all be surprised if that's like uh you know if there is a way to put Put, them, put him on pup, and I'm mistaken. I I, I kind of feel like that's right though. Like you had to have been on pup to start training camp. You had to have been on pup in training camp in order to be put on pup to start yeah, the I think season. You're right. I, yeah. I, I, I I I'm pretty sure that's right. So, uh, it, it, but if if I'm wrong, I would definitely say put McGovern on a list somewhere, and then you know bring him back once he's healthy, if possible. If maybe they IR him, maybe they you know I don't I I, I think they can do that. I mean if he is. Still technically injured, yep. um, so uh, we'll see. Maybe that's the case. Maybe they are, but uh, as of right now, I think you, those are the nine that you want as your core nine at some point in the season. Whether or not they are, you know, all on the active list to start the season, that remains to be seen. All right, for defensive ends, I have six of them: uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford. Uh, my third defensive end is actually Kerry Hyder. Not that it really matters too much, but Kerry yeah. Hyder, Dorrance Armstrong. Taco Charlton and Joe Jackson six. Uh, you're probably looking at Taco Charlton maybe being a healthy scratch in week one, or maybe not even healthy scratch because he's kind of been banged up. And then Joe Jackson not playing. But those are my six defense events. Do you have any problem with those guys? Well, other than I realizing that I've put Quinn in my list, but I'm realizing that he's suspended, so he actually doesn't even count right. towards the roster. So I, I think if that's the case, then maybe I would add in. 
uh, you know, either one of those younger defensive ends and let him play for a week, or maybe uh, you. So, so on your on. on your initial roster, you had seven defensive ends. Yes, I did. Oh, okay, okay. But I also I also knew that. Uh, I mean, I guess I did know that uh, the problem is that I knew that Quinn was suspended, but I did I forgot to not count okay. him. I guess is that that's the error I made. Um, uh, but yeah, I got D Law, T Craw, Armstrong, Taco Quinn, Hyder, and then Jackson. Okay, I um, I got four defensive tackles. We'll we'll just kind of do the defensive line. I, I have ten total defensive linemen: uh, Collins, Woods, Christian Covington, Tristan Hill. A- any disagreements there? No, I mean I think the only difference is that I I counted Quinn, but yeah, I think we have the exact same defensive oh. line. Um, so I I think really to me. Uh, especially with the way Jackson played at the end uh, and, and his versatility inside and out and his hustle, I think Jackson's become a valuable piece. Jackson and Hyder as your down roster defensive ends really uh, allow you some flexibility oh, inside and out to kind of do some things. So this is a great group, really man. Is. I mean, if Taco is really kind of coming on in a way, then uh, I mean, especially I don't. We don't even. We have not heard a single thing about Randy Gregory, and suddenly that all that optimism turns into a level of pessimism that we you know, we just don't know what's going on at this point. Um, but geez, I mean, if he comes back, I, I don't even know where he fits. Yeah, like, I don't know. Who, I mean, like, who gets moved? Is it is it Kerry Hyder? Is it Joe Jackson? I, I kind of doubt. I, I mean, I think he, he, maybe you look at moving one of these guys into defensive tackle full time, or or you know, you, maybe you just hope that one of these guys gets injured. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I hate to be like that, but it's like yeah, it's, you know, it's, it it just kind of has to stash him and hope that 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 problem sorts itself out when it, by the time Randy's ready ready to come yeah, home. Yeah, and just for a note, I I like to kind of put. Out my practice squad guys. I have Jalen Jelks on my practice squad. Yeah, me too. Okay. I, I would. I definitely agree. And then Ricky, Ricky Walker, Ricky uh, or, Walker yep. as well. If, if he if he makes it, I would love to have. Okay, him. moving on to linebacker. Uh, I have six with Jalen Smith, Leighton Vanderesh, Sean Lee, Joe Thomas, Justin March, Lillard. I guess he just goes by Justin March now. I, I just mm-hmm. found that out today. Uh, and Luke Gifford. Gifford obviously is coming back from the injury, so he would be a guy that would be uh, one of your inactives every week. Uh, on the practice squad, I have two linebackers, Chris, Chris Covington and uh, Justin Phillips. Uh, but those are my six, and I feel pretty good about that unit. I have five because I technically IR Gifford, but really with my miscount of Quinn, you don't need you don't need to do that. So let's just pretend like I, I counted him. Okay. Um, so I got Smith, LVE, Lee, Thomas, March, and Gifford. Good. Another really um, good. You know what's what's it's impressive is. We kind of thought going into camp that we kind of knew who the five linebackers were going to be, six linebackers are going to be. Uh, having Gifford kind of win a job is is impressive, and it's you know why mm-hmm. give credit to the Cowboys scouting uh, department for finding another guy that kind of come make some plays and come onto the roster. Maybe, you know, maybe the hope is uh, in 2020, you know, Gifford can become the next Joe Thomas. You know, that third linebacker who can do a little bit of everything can be one of your core special teamers. Uh, just, just a fun little unit right there. Uh, yeah. Moving on to defensive backs, I have uh, 10 total. We'll start with cornerbacks. I have six. Byron Jones, who came off PUP today, it sounds like he should be ready for week one. Uh, Jadobia Wuzier, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, and this is where it gets tricky. Uh, I have C.J. Goodwin as my fifth, and then Donovan Alumba as my sixth corner. I, I think you can make an argument about Mike Jackson. I know I, Mike Jackson was a fifth-round pick. The Cowboys really don't like cutting uh, fifth-round picks very often. 
but I think Alumba is just a better player right now. And then at safety, I've got Xavier Woods, Jeff Heath, Donovan Wilson, and Kayvon Frazier, and I don't have George Iloka making the team. Uh, any thoughts on those 10 defensive backs there, Landon? Well, the big difference that you and I have in cornerback is that uh, uh, the five and six position, I have Alumba five and Goodwin six. Okay, I mean, those so, are kind of interchangeable. Right? <laughs> just kidding. Right, just, right. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing is that, you know, everyone's talked about how difficult this uh, cutdown is. Uh, to not. me, I, it's really not. I mean, that's why you and I, I think, are almost in agreement on really on every player, yeah. if you're looking at this thing. Um I, the actually, but I will say the one person that I I have different and I have waffled since since uh, this last game uh, is I have Thompson as my fourth safety, and I, and I can and not, perfectly fine with that. I would be I think that's a, a good move by Dallas if they go that way. I just and I and, and honestly I I don't know anymore. Like you know I I think I think this I went back and watched the game and I felt like Frazier played played better than I imagined uh, better than I remembered mm-hmm. um, but I, I just don't I think it's really it, it could be either way whether that's Thompson or, or Frazier I mean I think there's huge special teams upsides to having Frazier but I, I think that Thompson is a good special teams player and I think he gives you something as a defender that Frazier doesn't so it, it'll be interesting to see that how that math plays yeah, out it's a pretty good defensive back unit and then again I have Mike Jackson and Chris Westry on my practice squad I'm yeah. not, of all the guys that we talked about the Cowboys cutting, the one that would make me the most nervous is Mike Jackson just because there's not a lot of cornerbacks in the NFL. Jackson has the size and speed that you want. Uh, teams know that the Cowboys have a lot of depth at corners, so I could potentially see Mike Jackson getting poached by another team. Uh, but in this case, there's just too many good defensive backs here, so I have him releasing up. Um, special teams before we leave, uh, Brett Maher, Chris Jones, LP, I'm assuming they're the same for you. Uh, and we have to mention, yeah. hey, Brett Maher came into the on Saturday's game, made all of his kicks, made all of his extra points. Uh, that's kind of a continuation from the solid week of practice he had. So steps in the right direction for Brett Maher. Uh, any thoughts on the special teams? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually think, I mean, outside of the 52-yard kick that they, he probably shouldn't even have lined up for, uh, he's had – a great few weeks of practice. I mean, really. I mean, besides outside of those kicks that he missed in the first game, um, I think he's he's been pretty good. So I, I feel a lot better about the Mars situation. If they still want to bring somebody in, they can. But I just I really honestly don't know. Uh, I really honestly don't know who's going to be a better kicker at this point that you're going to get off the street. Right. So, I agree. Uh, um, I, the one thing I will say is that I feel like. Uh, uh, you know, obviously trades these uh, susceptible to all this. There's there's some things that can happen at practice last minute. Um, I, I I think that the spots where y- you, we should still be looking that they may make trades or whatever. It could be safety. Like I said, it could be tight end. Um, can I say running back? Yeah. I, I think running back. If you, maybe yeah. If you could I mean, find a better veteran than Alfred Morris. Let's say Zeke doesn't show up over the next you know week by cut down day. Is, is there a chance the Cowboys put a waiver claim on him? Maybe a, a solid running back that's out there, or you know something like that. I it, I wouldn't spend a ton of money because I, I listen. I mean, no matter what, I I really really like I would not even plan necessarily on 
on on on spending money a lot of money thinking that Zeke would not be here for more than okay, one or two. Okay, years. so let me give you an example. You know really what I'm saying? Quickly. Like, like, I, yeah. Go what ahead. if somebody like Frank Gore or T.J. Yeldon gets cut in Buffalo? Would you? Uh-huh. I would rather have Frank Gore at this point in his career than Alfred Morris. So does that make more sense? I think that I think that Alfred Morris is a better fit for our situation because I just don't believe, and I think Frank Gore will see that too, and not necessarily because I, I think that Frank Gore would see the situation, and realize okay, Zeke's not going to miss more than a couple paychecks if if he misses any, and then suddenly I'm you know second fiddle and or cut you know and not even second fiddle because I mean if Zeke comes back and and you're Frank Gore. You're not getting any touches anymore because Zeke's getting all those and Pollard's getting those, even with the fact that you're Frank Gore. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much enthusiasm about Pollard that I can't imagine Frank Gore getting any touches. I think with with uh, with Morris, he's such a great fit for what they want to do and, you know, is basically in a situation in his career where he's clearly okay with a little bit of the back and forth and being, you know, available for the, for this kind of do-si-do, sure. career do-si-do sure. that he's about to do. So I, I think for a guy like Gore, you know, th- this may not be as attractive a destination as a lot of other spots. Okay, and that's fair. I, I, it's just a position that... I would at least keep my eye on because I think it- I I agree and I and I and I and I also th- I mean I don't disagree with the idea I just think that it it's so we're, we're probably talking about making a plan for one game probably. at the most you're, you're probably so right. like you know what I'm saying like I I just don't think that this team does not does not overreact to stuff like that. They don't. They just don't. Yeah, so a, a I, lot just, of I can't imagine. They underreact to this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 you know, say what you will. I think there's good sides and bad sides. I think there's value in underreacting. There's also downsides to it. But I think this is one case where it's good. You know, you don't want to spend a bunch of money when you've got the best running back in the league coming back, and suddenly now you've got you know some a three million dollar or two million dollar two and a half million dollar running back on your roster that you're not even going to use and can't play special teams. The, the last guy I'll kind of throw out is a guy that could potentially be a target. Uh, Kenneth Dixon, I know Dallas liked him uh, in the draft a few years ago. Um, you know, maybe that's a guy that they could bring in for a game or two if you know if they wanted to go with a younger option. Um, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>